The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the flogcast for round two. The emotionally checked out Tiger Starburns is here, and I'm joined by the Queen of Bay 13, Morgan Ashley. Hello. And her sycophants, we have the Andrew Mackey of podcasts from St Kilda Cookson. What's up, Paul? And joining us from the future home of his football club, we have from Hawthorne Penal. Hey, Bruce. And also joining us, obviously, is the Flogcast resident ladder collector, Dan. You sound very robotic. That's because he uh-huh. is a robot. What's up with the, with the voice, man? Your voice has changed. I'm using the laptop, not the headset this week. Oh, so you sound like everybody else. That's great. Now everyone thinks your voice sounds like shit. He had a voice filter on before (laughs) Goo or tears for this week And I think this could go a very interesting way Considering it's been a fascinating week It's good to have football back finally Hashtag penalty But there's a lot to talk about So who wants to go first? Well, suppose Goo Jack Stephen Goo Two goal Goo Beating Brisbane Goo You know Beating Brisbane Goo I was shitting bricks thinking, oh, we're going to fuck this up halfway through the game, but we won. So, hey, win's always going. It's uh, quite a high bar you've set there. <laughs> I didn't know that beating Brisbane grew with a thing. It's better than losing to Brisbane Tears, so. Yeah. Win's a win. Positivity, I guess, Cookie, but full oh, fuck. Well, there's more Tears, but I'm going to let someone else take that. Well, I was thinking you were going to take the Tears, yeah. Who else wants to go with that? I'll have uh, Goo for a uh, Hawthorne recruit, and it's not either of the two you're thinking of. Ty Bickery? No, close, but no. So the the record-breaking effort will probably be discussed in detail later, so I won't won't get to that now. But it's it's actually Ricky Henderson that I've got Goo for, just because he was kind of maligned and. At the time when we picked him up, I thought, what the hell are we doing picking this guy up? And, like, when we played him, it was like, what the hell are we doing giving games to this guy? But he's actually turned out to be an okay pickup. Like, he's filled the void left by uh, Brad Hill and uh, professional shit truck uh, Billy Hartung quite nicely. And, um, yeah, probably had his uh, best game for the club the other night. And good on him. I like to see uh, maligned players have the sort of turnaround story. So that was a nice little moment. Also totally picked him because his junk was on TV once. Yeah, it was definitely a diversity 48% pick. But, um, you know, if if only all diversity picks could uh, work out as well as that one. Uh, Unfortunately, the uh, female CEO... Uh, <laughs> Still on that. Who's next? Well, I shouldn't be judging because I'm hopeless at this segment. But Penal and Cookson have had goo for players that have had a good game and beating Brisbane, which is just like a North Beach Brisbane. Look, I don't even have Google tears. I, I have a question and it needs to be answered because I overheard this conversation on the, on the train a couple of days ago. Can a, a person with no arms be a goal umpire in the AFL? <laughs> 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 well, 
I guess they quit the charity, man. They well, could. This is the this is the era we're living in now. You got to give people equal opportunity and equal rights. Look, I don't think being able to signal would be the hardest thing. I think it would actually be able to run to cover the goals without, you know, falling over, losing your balance, or, you know, if you hit someone, you're going to land on your head. If you're someone who has lived their life without no oh, arms. God damn it. Now I've, got, now I've got that image in my mind of a no armed goal umpire just trying to run between the posts. <laughs> and it's so fucking. Hey, Susan, never break around. No, it's true. No, this was too. But if you're someone who's lived their life with no arms, you've you've kind of learned how to balance yourself whilst moving around. And I I tend to think the signalling of a point or a goal is minor compared to um, the other aspect of deciding whether the ball going over the line was a goal or a point. So how the fuck do you wave the flags? Well, how about you have a the teeth. You know, do you know on South Park you got Miss Claridge who was in that machine because she was burnt and she had two beats for yes and one for no. You just you have one of those for for the armless goal umpire. You ever heard this conversation on the train? Yes. And you were fascinated by it. I was I was chortling, I was giggling to myself. This would be great. This would be great to raise on Monday. Well, I mean, well, you you set it off the top. I mean, equal rights being what they are, it's fairness. Well, no, well, you, know, you have to be able to do the job to get there, though. It's not like they have to run pretty sharp time trials even for goal umpires. Yeah, but, but the majority of the, the main thing you've got to do is to determine whether the ball was a goal or a point. Well, they're the not blind. Went out of bounds. No, so, they're not. So of course it, not. So it sounds like you want the best and most accurate umpires, irrespective yes. of how many uh, arms they have. Yes. That no, that's reasonable. That that would be that would that would be okay. Like that wouldn't be a political correctness score, I think. If I was asking if an arm could be a a boundary umpire, then that's a flat out no, because being able to throw the ball back in is a one of the. Uh, major parts of what they do. As yes, that's true. Unless they kick it over their head like Luke Parker. Well, they can improvise, I suppose. Just, or you can just get one of the players to throw it back in. So, we're, we're, are we all unison on the, on the armless goal umpire? Well, we just have a legless one. Go to Hulk. Well, they can't move then. I mean, it's just... There's okay. wheelchairs. Well, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that Kurt Fernley cunt crawled his way through an airport terminal. He could crawl his way through. Oh, you're not bringing him up again. Ah, oh, fuck him. <laughs> crawl Kokoda could crawl across the goal line. But it is quite, like, crazy um, how people who have grown up without limbs, they learn to improvise and... It, You've all you, seen motivational videos of people with legless... I don't think uh, they spell no the goal on players, um, though. There, there would but be... They can. You can be anything if you put your mind to it. I, yeah. I saw well, we've a all seen with... that Dylan, that Dylan Alcott guy, whatever his name is, a tennis player. I want to know why the cunt has a Fitbit. Is he tracking his steps? Ooh. Oh, that's very nice. Jeez. What, what does he have a Fitbit for? Well, he's still covering the ground, I guess. It's all the arm. The arms yeah, are moving like the legs and... would. And they're trendy. Let him wear it. That measures your pulse and all that other shit. I've seen a guy with no arms and no legs texting on his phone with his stumps. He's just learnt how to there do you that. Go. And so you put, there's, there's you can no reason the flag, you, you couldn't can just pulling the flag out of the pole and just stick 
yeah, stick the flag in, in your in your armpit or something, and just wave your upper body around really fast <laughs> or something. There you go. I think I think we need to move on from this. No, I don't think it's settled. I, 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 we agree on the goal umpire. I don't think we are on the, on the the wheelchair goal umpire. I don't think we need to be. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bugging me though. Some things just don't have an answer, Dan. Some things are just beyond us. Yeah. What's the sound of one hand clapping, Dan? Like, you know, same thing. Borgs, you wanted to go last? Yeah, you and Daniel, she, Daniel she played with, with one less <laughs> finger. Oh, he's I mean... missing a finger, not two arms. <laughs> Daniel, she can't play piano, that's about it. <laughs> no, all the, all the clarinet. Well, basically any instrument, really. It's good drums. Yeah, well, that Def Leppard guy. Anyway. I'm going to go with Tears, and as Cookson hinted, someone was going to go here. It's Tears for the Australian cricket team. I am disgusted, disgusted with what's going on. I would echo the sentiments I've read a lot on Day 13 this week, as this is what it feels like to be an Essendon supporter, except it's not what it feels like to be an Essendon supporter, because none of them actually admitted that their team or club did anything wrong. But this is something else. It's embarrassing. This is what other teams do. That's that's normally how it's been. Other teams do this shit, not us. Yep. Well, this, when this I... team doesn't even need to do it. They can they can win on their own merits. They don't even need to do it. And we've been worse than this before, and never had to resort to it. Like we've had, we've turned out some teams that are absolute rat shit that have been comfortable getting rolled by average exactly. teams. I mean, every... Everyone's lost to Zimbabwe at some point, or Afghanistan. I mean, it does happen. We've never lost to Afghanistan. We probably did at some stage. But a series in South Africa that's fairly evenly poised, and they go down. You know, it's no. a four—it's te- a four-test series. It wasn't even the deciding test, and they go down. Some this people road. are even suggesting that this this whole tampering has been going for far longer than just this test series. There's now a big question mark on the latest Ashes series. Oh. That we have. <laughs> No, you didn't need a tamper to beat the Poms. Look at look at New Zealand. That hasn't that hasn't been too hard for them. People are just shite. But did you see the video of Bancroft? Yeah, and that kid's been put under the bus. I feel sorry for that kid. No, but yeah. did you see him from like from a previous test putting sugar in his pocket? No, no, I don't see that. Oh, so I seen on Facebook today a video of him, and I think it might have been the Sydney test because it was dated January. And he scooped two spoonfuls of sugar into his hand and put it in his pocket during tea. Ooh, so sugar How would you do that? Um, yes, of course it can. But well, that, it's, that's what England used to do when they lick the mints and stuff like that. They have the mints and they shine the ball with the like the sugary honey residue sort of shit. This shit's been going on forever, but you just somewhere a line gets crossed so ridiculously that it's just like, well, why do it? So when I defected to the Black Caps a year ago, citing the reason the Australian cricket team are a bunch of cunts. You all laughed at me. Well, we admitted Dave Warner was a cunt. Who's laughing now? It's still us, because Glenn Maxwell, all his political opponents have been cut down. Glenn Maxwell will lead us to glory and respect once again. I'm enjoying how Tim Payne... For so long, he was earmarked as a future Australian captain. Is the Australian captain? I don't think anyone envisioned it was going to quite happen like this, though. What I find quite weird, though, is that all the other countries are heaping on saying, oh, Australians are cheap, blah, blah, blah. It's like, the English have done far worse than us. 
across the years. They've probably been doing it for years, but they're grasping at straws because this is what happened when they when they did it during the Ashes and all those other times. We played this card on them, and of course they're going to get it back. Funnily enough, the ones who are the least vocal are the Saffirs because, hey, they've been caught doing it before too. It's the fucking obnoxious Indians that are the worst. Oh, they have Captain Cunty of Coley. He's imagine a New Zealand cricket team led by Kane Williamson doing this. This wouldn't happen. Yeah, but that New Zealand team is practically boring. It's literally the Ross Lion cricket. Anyway. Do we have anything more? Like, I, we could go into this, but it's just, it's it's piss poor, and I think everything that needs to be said has been said. Smith can never be captain again. Yeah, I think David Schwartz was um, not the real David Schwartz, but the one on the bay was fairly accurate when he said, I think, that Smith needs to be stripped of the captaincy, Lehman needs to be sacked, and Warner needs to be locked in jail for 25 years. I think that's a fair <laughs> assessment of how it oh, should go. Did you, you just Mitchell know it was Star? fucking Warner's idea? <laughs> Dude, you know it was fucking Warner. He went, that, these can't stay talking about my wife, like, we can't lose to them, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, they'll be watching me. Hey, Bancroft, you're new. You do it. Take my yellow tape, not my skin-coloured Band-Aid. Take the yellow tape that I put around my back. It's got great colours, like the cartoons on my OLED. Like, that guy's career is tarnished now for the rest of his days. I kind of feel sorry for him. But you do it. But yeah, but if you're, if, you're, if you're relatively new in the team, you follow the rest of the sheep and you just do it. Oh, well. this is the whole Essendon's thing all over again. Oh, no. Yeah, but well, if, the, if, there is, if there's ever been a cl- more clicky organisation than the fucking SFA board, it's the Australian <laughs> cricket team. And once you're in... The last thing you want to do is go against the boys' club. Yes, uh, that's true. Dad, you'd know this being a SFA Hall of Fame. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That, I don't have that badge. Oh, did he have to take that away? I told him to keep it. No, he didn't take it away. I just I just took it off myself. You can't take badges off yourself. Otherwise, everyone would do it with the Welch badge. Can you create new badges now? Or can you I can. I can. I was, I was just thinking, do I want to make a golden track badge? Where, um, no, where's where's the where's the golden flogcast badge? That's what it is, the golden the track badge for having a proven track no, record of coming on flogcast. Not the golden track badge. You need the, the golden one of version of the current one that we have. No, but then that's two same same. Yeah, we want something special, unique. So you want a, a train track that's just in gold or something? Golden track or Morgs? Are we done with the cricket? Uh, I was going to have goo. My goo was going to be for, you kind of covered it, for the Australian cricketing supporting public, for understanding when something that you love and follow and have held in very high regard and was something that you look to and people have aspired to be and people have watched on in awe of them for their whole lives, when they do something wrong, that you can stand there and say, that's wrong. You don't just have to follow blindly and defend them. So the Australian public who have turned around and said, no, we don't cheat. We don't want these people representing us because we're not cheats. This is what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to handle it. So kudos to us. Absolutely. Like, you can't just turn coat for being an Australian penal. Penal. It's not like it's like a football team where you could just be a series and go from Hawthorne to North, or you could be a 
Celtic Pride and go from Geelong to Carlton or all those other turncoats there around, you know, Morgan Ashley from Collingwood to North. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just turncoat from your cricket team. There's more of a connection. But I'm basically a New Zealander at this point anyway, so... Oh, you can join Plugger. But the response from the public does actually um, restore your faith in humanity somewhat almost because you just look at what's going on in the u.s with the politics there and both sides just fucking hating each other left right blah 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 blah. and in a way it kind of people standing up for values and banding together and kind of saying no this is wrong i'm taking a stand here it kind of makes you think hey maybe we'll be all right if people just kind of do this more often and say you know these are our values as a society it doesn't matter who you support it doesn't matter what your politics is here's what's right and wrong and i'm going to stand up for it so good on people that said that and then there's people who turned coat <laughs> We may not agree on anything like fucking climate change or whatever the fuck else there is, but we can agree on one thing. Smith and water accounts. The amount of pedophilia on Big Footy. Out of hard, don't go there. No, oh, well, nothing. 80% would agree. Yeah, 80% would agree. No, but you're right. We can all agree. not what we want. Like, winning is not that important. Like, it's just not. It's not whatever it takes. No, it's... Give your absolute all and do your absolute best and all that fucking cliche bullshit and walk up to that line and stand right at it, but you don't go over it. Yeah, sledging is fine. Like, there's this whole thing about where the line is with sledging. Sledging is a line. You've got to be very careful. But this is – there's no grey line here. It's clear cut. You just don't fucking do it. It's not good, but the public's had it say. The people responsible, they're all getting sacked, suspended, whatever. And it's going to take a lot for them to ever, ever possibly come back from this, if they ever do. And I guess the other positive out of this uh, story, other than David Warner getting the uh, kick in the balls he so richly deserves, is it makes Essendon supporters look even more foolish than they already did. Yes. You can just go back through the archives and just see their... Nuremberg defences about the uh, team just following orders and see how silly that looks and look at the uh, sort of cult mentality with um, Stephen Smith. I mean, James Hurd just uh, being the golden boy that could do no wrong and it just makes him look even more embarrassing after all these years. If Lex Bradman's not a golden boy, then who is? That being said, (laughs) on the trending hashtags on Bigfooty, there is one that says... Stand by Smith. So I'm wondering where that originated from, and if it's on the, I wouldn't be surprised if it is on the Essendon board. Like they're all in at this stage. I'm pretty sure Crackles started that one. Well, there you go. I think it's time we move on to more positive. Oh, I, I did. I had some good as well. Okay. Just a little bit. I went to a VFL practice match on Saturday at Arden Street, and it was fucking fantastic. I love suburban football grounds. Beautiful. I know that like last year. North played a JLT or whatever at Arden Street. But it was very nice to just walk up to a ground and watch some VFL in the heart of – almost in the heart no, of – it was beautiful. There's nowhere to sit, there's nowhere to sit though. Uh, but you don't sit at the no, VFL. No. No. no, you just stand. Stand around the ground. Oh, there's, there's quite a few, like, ledges and stuff. 
There, was just, people, there were there were people sitting. People bought their just, own uh, chairs and stuff. You just stand around and uh, hide awkwardly from trade draft as he attempts to find you. <laughs> Let's move on to more yeah positive things in the um, and football's back and it was I think it was a pretty fucking good weekend of football. There was high scoring. There was some good contests. There were some shit ones, but what do you expect? Not everything's going to be perfect, but overall, this was an exciting start. I feel and. I reckon we'll start with the closest of all games where, well, Melbourne, Melbourne did, I think is the best way to say it. The more things change, the more things stay the same. I think if they had a bit more mental toughness from completing boot camps, they might have inched their way over the line in this one. I think that if Max Corn wasn't spending the whole time when he had the ball looking at the screen to see how many seconds he could kill, he might have kicked the goal. He also, if he missed it, might have given them the chance to reload. I get that you should ice the clock and all that shit, but your number one priority has to be kick the goal. That has to be what's going through your head, not 30, 29, 28. Absolutely. You shouldn't ice the clock unless you're in front like that North player did last year. Because you just uh, disrupt your normal routine, and uh, obviously it came back to bite him. It's so typical of them, though, counting their chickens before they hatch. Like, oh, I'll ice the clock when we're not in front. We'll send out a finals email when we're not even in the finals. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good game. Oh, it was a great high, fast, good to watch. The last few minutes really let it down with the skill errors. There were some fucking shockers in there. Oh, Geelong Last wanted to lose game. that match. Oh, men's were missing from closer than Gorn a few minutes before that, too. It was just, I don't know, what else we got out of it? Well, Ablett's back, kind of. Yeah, my, my bold prediction not looking so good right now. The tough midfield to stop if Dangerfield comes back next week. Well, that's the thing. If you've got a midfield that good, if you're the full line city functional, which with the new young guy that they've got, it was all right, Menzel was up and about. Yeah, that said. Chris got in charge. Maybe they can't go all the way. They look uh, dead on like a team that is set to lose another prelim this year. <laughs> in, in what way? Why would they lose the prelim? Just don't have what it takes to get it done in the in the big moments. Too mentally fragile or too reliant on too few. Just think about dying seconds of a prelim final. Who's going to stand up and win the game for you? Who's going to be your uh, Sean Burgoyne? Hang on, isn't your club the one that had to suffer the Kennet curse for all those years? Who are you talking yeah, but, about? Yeah, but those games didn't matter. Oh, of course. I'm talking about getting it done in a cutthroat prelim final, and and so far, just Geelong aren't up to it. They don't have runs on the board? Well, no, not in recent years. Anything else out of that game? Well, with our shit, but... Jake Lever was shit, too. A lot of hype. Maybe he just looked good in a pretty good team. No success for Jake. A pretty good team that played really good system football on a ground that suited the Adelaide Crows, and now he plays in an average team where the ball just keeps getting bombed into because the team's up the ground is so average that he gets caught one out with his opponent and gets shitted on. No Rory, no Lever. See, I just don't get it. He was never playing on the best forward week in, week out at Adelaide. So I don't get why he ever commanded that much money. Because clubs clubs make stupid calls when they're desperate for Oh, yeah. Don't I know. Chris Main plays my VFL side. <laughs> but, yeah, but he didn't cost you two first rounders. Like, I don't think they were crying out for defenders. I don't think they were. They were not great on that front, but they were crying out. It's enough to chase someone like Lever. It's more of a luxury pick. Well, they, they had the luxury enough of playing McDonald forward and back sometimes, so I'm like, 
you weren't scraping the bottom of the barrel, to be honest. You let Lyndon Dunn and Jeremy Howe go in successive years. Can't be that bad. When the salaries got reported, like, during the uh, trade period last year, I just thought the whole time, like, what the Crows were offering was just fair. And obviously, it's hard to compete with the Melbourne offer, but I reckon the Crows did the right thing. Like, stick to your guns and... It wasn't worth that much. And because of that, they'll probably keep Roy and they'll probably keep everyone else is that's out of contract. Like, they didn't buckle and try the camera either. Like, you know, you just you don't know where to put your money. And they knew what they had. And I know it's only one game, but it wasn't encouraging. Nothing else on that? No, Melbourne and shit. No finals. Well, we've been talking about Jake Lever, so we'll segue through to the Crows, who haven't exactly started well either. I know they had a few injuries, but really they, they coughed that one up pretty poorly. Yeah, the Eddie had record. To a hit. Yeah, yeah not, not, not looking good as it used to be. Well, when it used to be, it wasn't even that good anyways, but whatever. Yeah, they lost to the Bombers. Stringer played lead shit, though. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, it's not, it wasn't, none of the improvement came from Jake Stringer, who was fucking, that team goals on Anzac days a long way away, man. Yeah, and it's only going to look even better when it actually does happen. <laughs> and so. What else do we have out of that game? Essendon really came home with a lot of gas in the tank, didn't they? Yes. Are you suggesting something there, Pete? Ah. I don't know. There may have been a little bit of uh, sandpaper on the bench at three-quarter time. <laughs> yeah, just rubbing it in there, thymus and sandpaper. Just rubbing it all over their groin region, I presume. A bit like the Essence supporters after they won. So I've got an Adelaide talking point, but I don't know if I bring it up now or in talking points. I'll do it now. We've got nothing else. So apparently they went on some weird cult training camp. <laughs> what? <laughs> So this isn't quite boot camp. This is more touchy-feely. No, the title of the story is called A Cult-Like Preseason Camp <laughs> Debacle Left Senior Adelaide Crows Distressed. <laughs> Elements of an emotionally distressing Gold Coast-based training camp left several senior Adelaide footballers shaken and frustrated. <laughs> Fox Footy has been told multiple experienced Crows were bewildered and mentally distressed after the club's first pre-season camp in seven years turned sour. Unlike Melbourne's <laughs> debacle, the cause for concern centred on the emotional well-being of the players, especially half a dozen or so senior members of the team. Well, we can tell which ones are the mentally challenged texts. <laughs> they were forced to adopt a mentality described as cult-like by one source in the bush, while the rest of the squad remained on the Gold Coast. The club became aware of these concerns and was forced to address them in a team meeting after the squad, medical staff and football department returned to Adelaide. In addition, players were asked not to talk about the specifics of the emotional hardships they were forced to endure. Adelaide's playing list was split into two groups. One stayed on the Gold Coast, while the more senior half, a dozen or so, ventured to the bush on a high-gradient training adventure camp that was designed to break them. Entitled The Mankind Project, Players were asked to complete emotionally upsetting questionnaires as well as a variety of tasks that sources said at least one assistant coach questioning the merits of the mental elements, blah, 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 blah. Is there any, is there any info about the, the questions itself? No. They went to a place in the Cold Coast and they thought they were going there. They had their shorts and they were in a bus and were basically blindfolded for about 24 hours in a bus. What? 
They were blindfolded and a guy was talking to them. They had food and didn't know where they were going. It was more about the mind than physical. It was in the middle of Australia where they ended up. What? Fuck, no wonder they were distressed. They probably thought they were going to end up in a barrel. This is like that scene in, in the, the Willy Wonka when all the, the people get on that boat and they end up seeing all the, <laughs> all the images some, and everyone starts getting sick. Some players are still not in a good headspace after the training camp, said one source. Well, I, I would be too if I was stuck on a bus blindfolded and I ended up in the middle of Australia. Foxy has elected not to name the players yeah. who became distressed during Dan, and after the camp this. due to their mental well-being. Oh, wow. But, Dan, you get distressed, like, if you're on a bus, even if you're not blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Some I do Chinese food and it upset them. Because it takes me two hours to get to, to the ground. And it is and nobody And nobody on the bus brings up people without arms being goal eyes. <laughs> so this story came out at about... Nine o'clock, and it's already seven pages on the Crow's board, but a lot of them are like non-story, non-story, non-story. Oh, it's a fucking story if you're still mentally shot. So, is the hacker um, a fail now, and they have to resort to something more? It wasn't a hacker, it was a power stance. Now yeah, they're going to do it blindfolded. Yeah, do it blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the players to run out on the ground blindfolded, and go through the banner and do the whole warm-up. What was the thought process? Like, okay, we tried copying the All Blacks and that didn't give us a premiership, so maybe this year we should try copying Jonestown? Like, but don't the Port Supporters call them the KKK anyway? <laughs> so you're saying they weren't blindfolded as much as they had hoods put on them? Yeah, probably. Big white ones. Take it out to a secluded location where they wouldn't be found and burnt a few crosses. <laughs> like, I get, look, they say that so whatever, however many percent of, of football is played above the shoulders, but <laughs> it's, a bit ex, it's a bit extreme. No wonder they lost. Can we just chalk this up to the fact that the Crows are head-fucked legitimately and Essendon's not really that good anyway? When staff got tough, they were reminded of the tough times during the preseason when they had to do... Stupid questionnaires about the families or something, or having to get on a bus being blindfolded. Dude, it still did the lights that Eddie had before they run out. <laughs> it probably did, and the Crows players had flashbacks. <laughs> Is that <all> stuck again? <laughs> oh no. I didn't notice that till last year because we never played them at Eddie Hat. But when they played, I think, North, like the stupid bomber thing going around and the air raid siren, and like it was just so tacky. I no wonder that like Crows got scared by it. Imagine if Tex was there. Nothing else on the Crows and Crows listening? No, you can uh, guarantee they're not going on that camp next year. <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't want to travel to play the Suns. Let's go to. First game at Optus Stadium, which was a pretty entertaining sort of game, to be completely honest. It was the buddy show. Oh, yeah. He looked good. Like, 2008 good. Yes. It was an ominous sort of display from Sydney as well for a team that went 0-6 last year and basically cost themselves a legitimate shot at the flag by leaving themselves no margin for error. They took the preseason seriously for once. And they came out fucking ready to play against West Coast, who, you know, they bought it. Matt knew he played a giant game. They had, some, you know, her and a few others. They played some, they had some guys play good games. They played pretty well, and they still got wrong at home. It doesn't it's matter man. how good your midfield is, but 
when you let Franklin kick eight, you're not winning games. You need to so, stop him. I think this ran like pretty true to form, though. Like most people expected West Coast to like drop off because Matt Prittis, the goat, has retired and left a giant Prittis shaped hole in their midfield and no Sam Mitchell there either to pick up the slack. I agree with that, but at the same time, they did play a good game of football. They got beaten by a team playing, admittedly, one superstar playing well, but they actually weren't shit ass. They played all right and they got rolled. It was an interesting game in that regard. Like, I don't think they were as shit as, say, some of the teams were going to come to later. Yeah, it was just like a case of getting beaten by a team that bats a little deeper. Yeah, and do you reckon that Parker has got the year wrapped up? Parker... Parker. It was amazing. It was fucking good. Amazing, amazing. But he might suffer from it being the round one goal. Yeah. Whereas by the time the end of the year comes along, it's a long way off. And plus people vote for it. Oh, hang on. It's a fan vote. Well, no, it's fine. There's no Sydney fans. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Danaher will win when he kicks one from 15 metres out. I'd give it to Max Gorn for his non-goal on the weekend. I'll back... uh... Orazio Fantasia in to uh, scoop up the fan votes, probably because BT will create like 10,000 accounts for people voting. Or well, maybe one of streamers 10 on Anzac Day will win it. The whole ground, the seating kind of looked a ve- looked very sort of Ponford stand new. Yeah, well, it is new. No, but it, ha- it had that Ponford stand yeah. sort of. So, so does Adelaide Oval. That's I, I guess that's the modern Australian stadium design. Just yeah. that sort of. It does have that Etihad feel though as well, in that it doesn't appear to be different at any point around the. Like it seems to be just this whole one circle. There's no difference. It's not like the MCG where there's a few distinct areas or Adelaide Oval where there's three distinct stands. It's like this. If you were there, I reckon you'd sort of not know the difference between one end to the other. But that's a nitpick. It, was, it looked pretty sick. But I do I do hear they don't have um, escalators on the platform at the train station. No, if you're a whale with legs, you're going you're gonna to struggle. Hang on. There's no escalators at the ground? No, on the platform. Oh, no, no, on the platform at the train station at Perth Stadium. Uh, You've got to walk, you can't. So, how, how, how is our uh, armless, legless uh, going to get to the, the ground? <laughs> Carlton showed some signs on Thursday night, and that's not very pleasing. They're getting quite a lot of decent young players there. They showed how Richmond are nothing more than a middle team with, with two really good players in, in, in the team. Because that, that blowout in the first quarter, if that happens against... A good team, you're not going to get that back. Is that Carlton going to win the Premiership, Dan? Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, but I'm stupid. Don't listen to me. It was a <laughs> bit of a rough start, but that that said, if we kick straight, we would have rolled them by a shitload in the end. I don't think there were enough 50 meter penalties against Richmond. To be fair, I think there could have been more. But no, Carlton were actually pretty good. The, it was an entertaining game, and I thought we'd roll over them in the third, but it took until the last. So yeah, they played pretty well. Game head start. Happy to get through it with the first hit out, but disappointed. With the flag celebration, that was pretty limp, both literally and metaphorically. If anybody saw that, the flag raising. No, I missed that. I only just got the start, got the start of the game. Yeah, it was it was pretty piss poor. Oh, they could get it up. It, it literally didn't wave. Someone had someone had to walk away holding the end of it because there was no breeze. 
and the sky rises is hanging there. Yeah, that's what happens to me sometimes. I just go outside and wait for a bit of a breeze, and I manage to cool breeze. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> then you manage to get your flag up to half mast down. There, there you go. Get that nice, cool, bristly feel between your agates, and it's like, <laughs> yep, here we go. I know where I'm at. It's all good again. So, did you just like have like a flagpole in the middle of the ground or something? Yeah, it was basically on the fifty arc, and it was it was about half the height of the flag. Oh, sorry, twice the height of the flag. Sounds like they didn't rehearse it. I don't think they it's thought like it through that well, no. But then again, I don't know what anyone else does. Like, I would have thought it would have made more sense to hang it from the fucking flagpoles above the scoreboard or some shit and someone raise it there. That was what I would have thought would have made more sense. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Everyone knows where, where those flags are. Yeah, and you'd be able to watch it and it would look really cool against the night sky on TV and everything like that. But on the ground, it just looks pissy. It looked like it was very amateur hour, I thought. And, you know, the flag was limp and the players started much the same way. But do we have anything else out of that game? Kerner could be the best key forward in the league within, I'll probably say, four years' time. He has it, whatever it well, is. Well, who's he going to play for in four years' time when Carlton trade him? Oof. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Which one of him and Wilde are going to get traded? <laughs> they kick far too many goals. But oh, in regards this... to the unfurling of the flag, like we had the flag brought out onto the ground, attached to wires, and then sent up to the top of the MCG. Oh, we should have done that. Now, I'm not sure about you, but you've had 37 years to fucking play. play <laughs> what you're going to do with a flag when you get one. They didn't expect it. They had no idea what they think of. Well, watch the fucking video. We had Simon Presage Como standing on top of the fucking MCG roof thing. Yeah, but what if the plan Richmond had was like written in like the 1980s? And it's had breaks <laughs> emergency. It's got fucking manure all over it. It's been in the microwave. Because I thought I thought I didn't watch the game, but I'm sure I seen like Peggy standing next to it, like talking shit. Yeah, sure. And I was like, I was like, surely that's not it. Like ours was a spectacle of a thing. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is it. I left the bar for this. Is that the best you can do? Is that the best? <laughs> Literally the worst flag unveiling ever. Oh, uh, dogs probably did it worse. Yeah, they probably had that little shit dog that shit it on the flag and it's going to cut it. Alberti and Gordon were playing tug of war with it. They've got joint custody. She's got the smaller half and he's got the fat end. He's used his half to tie the doors closed. <laughs> We tried to roll her up in it and push her off a bridge. <laughs> but it was the AJ Witten bridge and they're working on it, so he couldn't. Since we're talking about the dogs, we're going to move on to the awful grand final. Okay, we're going to slot that in before the games that don't matter. And look, the dogs won another flag. It was all well and good. But what I really want to talk about is the whole Katie Brennan saga. Another non-playing captain to holding the highlight. Well, I know, and how was it that their first defence was, oh, don't make us do this again? Is that is that the best you can do, coming on the tribunal? It's just like, oh, no, they did it to Bob, don't, don't do it to us again. You know, let her off because it'll be sad. Well, they didn't, they didn't do anything to Bob. He wasn't no one did anything to Bob. <laughs> Bob fucking fell over. That's Bob's fault. Yeah, Katie Brennan thuggishly tackled someone. Like, it's just, you go to the tribunal and you actually say, oh, no, you shouldn't lose a grand final for this because Bob Murphy didn't get to play in our last one. It wouldn't be fair if our captain didn't again. 
What sort of fucking defense is that? Who's that going to convince? That's insane. That's, that's just, just a bad precedent for, for people to just do whatever they want in a prelim game. Yeah, like, oh, no, we can't miss a grand final for that. Like, fucking hell. Uh-huh. And then they started playing the sexism card, and they, now she's going to the Human Rights Commission. Fucking spare me. Yeah, that's- you got done twice in seven weeks, and you missed a game through injury. That's your own poor tackling. That's nothing to do with the fact that the rules are different. So that you don't get fined, by the way. But Yeah. Go fuck. have a cry in the kitchen, bitch. Well, I don't think we need to go that far. Uh, it's only okay if I say. Yeah, it's like the N-word, man. It kind of is because, as the only black person here, only I'm allowed to say that word. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for Katie Brennan to point to her nipple the next time she plays. (laughs) And by all means, she can lift up. Lift her top up and try. She, she nearly did at the end of the game. She did the Bob Murphy and nearly fucked it up. But look, the dogs won the game. It was a shit game in the first half. The third quarter redeemed the game, I thought. And the finish was good. It would have been funny if the dogs lost at the end there after the goal review that wasn't reviewed. That would have been lousy. But yeah, I don't have much else out of it. No. Nah. Uh, congratulations to them. I think they were the best side all year, clearly. You just don't have the same level of hatred for the Bulldogs women that you do for the men, Walks. I don't have any hatred for the Bulldogs women, really. I think the Bulldogs and Melbourne as clubs both pioneered women's football and deserve every bit of credit they get when it comes to that. So I can separate the two. They're not everyone's second favourite team in the awful. Uh, no, but yeah, no, congratulations to them. They played well, they probably deserve to win it. Brisbane sort of bragged their way into the finals in the end. No, if you lose to Collingwood at home, you don't deserve to win a grand final. So they lose back-to-back flags and sucked in paddles. <laughs> Anything else on Katie Brennan? Oh, no. Who cares? No. Nah. So I absolutely hated them bringing up, like, fucking human rights and fucking oh. equality and all that shit. Like... You fucked up the argument on day one, and now you're just throwing any shit at the wall and seeing if anything can stick. And what you do when you do that is you trivialise what actual issues women have and what actual issues women have in sport and in equality. You trivialise them and you make people laugh at you because you've brought it up in a situation where it doesn't belong and you do yourself more harm than good. So fuck you for that. Absolutely. That was a ridiculous thing. They could have, could have challenged the tackle on what it was and the lack of concussion and all that yeah. shit. They could have done that. Challenge but they, it on its merits. Don't but they went, come oh, Murphy, with, this. Don't come with, oh, crying and fucking tears. No, 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 no. No excuses. What if the tribunal members said, we'll let you off if you make us a sandwich? <laughs> All right, DVB. I think that would be the case for the Human Rights Commission, then. She'd be more likely to offer him up her fillet of fish. Let's move on. We'll stay on the dogs. And, well, we have one good dogs premiership side. We have one former dogs premiership side. They're a complete fucking rabble now. They, who would have thought the board wasn't the most embarrassing thing about the dogs after round one? That was pathetic. But how fucking irrelevant are they? 82 points and no one gives a shit. Nobody. I don't, I don't think people are all, that, are all that surprised that they got dumped because they're not very good. Well, no one ex- no, but it's, it's not about losing, it's about how you lose. Yeah, people expected Collingwood to be shit, but they're still, like, calling for Bucks' head. But no one's, like, talking about the, the coach or the players or anything, so... It's not about expectation, it's just about no one's This is about fucking equality. Put them under the fucking microscope. Fucking Bevo's gone mad. He's gone from playing no Ruckman to playing fucking three Ruckman. 
plays Mitch Honeychurch when he is an absolute potato with arms and legs. Top ten and teaches top. What a fucking farce. I saw Honeychurch was playing and I went, he's back to his 2016 level form. He's back in the side. See, I don't, I don't watch a lot of the dogs, but when we played them in the preseason, I went to their board afterwards for, like, lols. Because... <sighs> Because I enjoy, like, especially when another team has been leading by a lot and we come back and beat them, I really enjoy watching it unfold on their board. And the amount of hatred they have for Mitch Honeychurch is next level. It's like Jared Blair on the Collingwood board. Hilarious. They didn't give a yelp. It was pathetic. And really, how do you give so few shits within the space of two years? What sort of club just goes, like, Richmond have come out and we've actually started with playing with a similar brand of football this year. The hunger's still there. The dogs won a flag and they basically say, cool, we did it. Like, we won a flag and we had a better home and away season the year after. Mm. But 2011, we were better than we were in 2010. It's just there was one side we couldn't beat who worked us out. Hawthorne, Badbury, 2008, but they didn't miss the next year because they rested on their laurels. It was more because they hit some injuries and some bad luck and they just, maybe they got there a bit early and, you know, perfect storm. The dogs have just... Not given a fuck. Well, the, the, the important thing is that that 2009 season sort of drove us to come back the following years. Drove you to recruit Gibson and Bergwin too. Yeah, it sort of said, we're not going to get back to a grand final if we just do nothing. And so they changed the game plan, changed the uh, personnel, whereas the dogs seem content to just do nothing for a couple of years. But, like, they're not even playing Caleb Daniel, and they're playing, like, because I had to talk to some guy at work today. Like, I, didn't, I didn't care enough about to know who actually played for them. But he's like, they played some kid who played in the JLT and got six touches over playing Caleb Daniel. That's like, insane. There's a lot of issues there. I mean... Yeah, Billy Gowers, that's who he is. He had ten disposals, five kicks, five handballs, 40% efficiency. Hope he plays next week. But Bevo's a bit of a space cadet. I don't know if he's trying to reinvent the wheel or what he's doing, but it ain't working. There is something funky down there because, like, instead of topping up with uh, Josh Gibson and Sean Burgoyne, they've topped up for a flag with uh, Hayden Crozier and Jackson Trengove. And Shacky. Josh Shacky. I mean, Shacky might come good if he ever gets his fucking head right. Maybe they should send him to fucking Adelaide on one of those camps. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do any more damage. Let's see if it works the opposite way. Yeah, it's like the only way is up from... from <laughs> send Tom Boyd to for good measure. Is um, Shaggy injured? No, I don't think so. But I think both him and Boyd sat in the tours this week. While Eastern Wood played in the forward line? Yeah, so the VFL side's got more salary cap money in it than yours. And we had fucking, we've got Wells and Maine in ours. <laughs> yes. I'm just still ahead of you. That's just one player. Yeah, like, Cookie, Cookie's right. If this were fucking, like, round 19 and they were in the bottom four, they would get accused of tanking. Or they, they probably wouldn't because people still wouldn't care about them. But it just looks weird, what they, whatever they're doing. Dalhouse could be out the door as well. Weird things going on at that club. Like, everyone's had shitloads of bath water and suddenly realised, oh shit, we've got more footy to come. Yeah, it's not quite a hangover, it's this lingering sickness. The world didn't end in 2016. Like, actually maintaining success, you don't just do it by luck, you don't fluke it. You have to build and you have to improve and you, ha- you can't just go, oh, well, we were good. It doesn't work like that. And they just don't seem at all capable of... 
they were in what needs to be. Maybe they don't care. That's what yeah, that's what I reckon. I don't think they care. They got there, and I don't think they care to come back. Yeah, I think you're right because they they got there on pure emotion and a bit of luck a lot of luck and they don't seem to be willing to do the hard work to get back there on their own uh they are recipients of the flash in the pan era of footy like richmond comparison here though because richmond missed 37 years they also feral 37 years wanting it and the supporters and the club want more Whereas the dogs broke a sixty odd year drought with only the second one, they're going to be famous forever. Yeah, those those players will be lords at that football club for the forty people that will actually stay on board. They will they will lord them forever because the premiership players at the Bulldogs, there's fucking less than fifty of them. Oh yeah, alive, there's less than thirty. And the supporters are happy because they got one. Whereas bigger clubs, more successful historic historically successful clubs like Richmond, like Collingwood. You know, Collingwood won 2010 and... And we're about to burn the fucking joint yes. down. About to burn it down because that's not what we accept. Without a bottom six Anything finish in that time not frame. Not good enough. Well, yeah, we haven't even finished in the bottom six. But still, it's not good enough. It's not And when enough. you demand success, that's how you build a strong club and how you keep a strong club. But if you just literally... These supporters, if you spoke to any of them, they would have thought... They would have said to you... Uh, I just wanted to see a premiership once in my lifetime. Fucking losers. I want to see 10 of them. I want to see 20 of them. Not one. I said I just wanted to see one premiership and now they're one one. I want to see another one fucking this year. Yeah, you come to expect it. it. You you want to see it every freaking year. Like crack penal. That's like the attitude you should have. You should say our team should be winning the flag this year and next year and every year, and you should expect that. Success should make you hungry. It should make you hungry. It should make you want more. It shouldn't make you go, oh, fuck, we were good in 2016. Just, I feel um, bad for Tom Libertore. Yeah, that was, that was pretty sad for Especially him. Especially because he actually looked like he was going to have a go this year, unlike last year where he didn't give a shit. He got some good drugs this year. Let's move on. Collingwood came up a few times in that Dogs versus Giants game. We'll move on to Collingwood Hawthorne and the record and the... What the hell happened to Sidebottom's hair? It was more tragic than... I'm more interested in Cookson. I hope St Kilda players don't do anything like that for the Good Friday appeal this week because I think otherwise we'll have to label them as tragic next week. I hope no, Cook- Good Friday St- appeal, we St- kick goals. When, when St Kilda fucking play Collingwood, they'll probably put it some mean comment on their banner about side bottoms hair bullies that they are. I'm surprised they even let St Kilda play in the Good Friday game considering most of their players wouldn't be allowed around children. We've gone through the rebuilding stage. All our players are now vanilla midgets. Your players couldn't even be in the cheer squad because they need working with children checks. <laughs> Name a St Kilda player right now who's controversial. He's not called Sam Gilbert. Name a St Kilda player not called Jack. Joe Carlisle. He's been banned from the sport and got caught doing cocaine. And That was when he was at Essendon. Now he's a good boy. He is talking no, I'm pretty sure he served his ban when he was your player. Yeah, he was your player serving his ban, but he got in trouble, Cookson. But he was an Essendon player when it happened. No drugs at St Kilda because we can't afford them. Well, yes, you can. The government probably pay for them. Yeah, just like Moravin. Eh, anyway, government's played for every look, sports stadium. Look how well I've deflected from our shit show of a game. Yeah, 
was at this game. You guys were very concerning, and I'm not I'm not sold on Hawthorne yet. Tom Mitchell was very very good. No mirror was promising, but same old shit from Collingwood. And yeah, this is Buckley, more about. Can Buckley tag an opposition? <laughs> no, 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 no. The thing that shits me most out of this, and sorry to steal your thunder here, Morgs, but the whole idea Darcy Moore got smashed all last year because the midfield didn't deliver it to him well, and he was too young and inexperienced to actually play the role they put him in. So Buckley goes, oh, I'll move him down back. Yet Collingwood looked at their best when he swung. they swung him forward. It's like you don't take a guy and move him just because he can't get a kick like that when the floor is not really with him. Speaking of shit hair, what is going on with Darcy Moore? Is well, he apparently, Was apparently he auditioning said, to replace Craig McLaughlin in the Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show or something? Well, my mum said he looks just like his dad did when he yeah. played. Isn't that what his dad looked like? Yeah, his dad looked exactly like that. She's like, oh, this is... This is like watching fucking Peter Moore play. I was like, oh, is it? I don't, I don't know what he looked like. I know what he looks like now, but I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts on what happened, Morgs? Like, obviously there were clear problems with intensity, but like, I don't even need to listen to the press conference to know what happened, or to know what was said, or to know what our game plan was, because it would have been we backed in our mids to go against their mids, and that's why we didn't play a tagger on him. But who are you going to get to tag? Not one of these cunts know how to run that way. Not one of them. Fucking Pendlebury. I posted on the Collingwood board mid-game an anti-Pendlebury post and I got five five likes. And that's a first. I never usually get anybody agreeing with me. The wheel is turning. The wheel is turning. He handed Smith a goal on a platter while he stood there and watched him mark it right from him. And that would have been close to you if you were in the MCC. Yes, it was right in front of me. Like I sat in my seat and I just thought, how can we ask any more of these kids or expect any more of these kids when the person who we pay $1 million to this year puts in an effort like that? How can it possibly be the coach's fault for every single thing we do wrong when that is what we deliver? Do you think that Nathan Buckley said to him, you know what, Scott, when you're in the defensive 50, I don't want you to man up. And when you're in defensive 50, I don't want you to chase the ball. There's no way uh, anyone... That was the high ball, wasn't it, where he didn't contest? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, he, was, he was the only one in the vicinity who could affect the contest, and he sat there and watched it. And there's no way he couldn't have got to that contest. No, he He's couldn't. just not. He just and chose not to he, go. And if he gives away the free kick, he gives away the free kick, but it's better than Smith marking it uncontested. You might get lucky, and the umpire just goes, oh, it doesn't look like he infringed. But what it does, it shows an intent to the people yes. around you that if you're going to go to that contest, I've got to make sure I work my ass off to go to that contest because that's what's expected of me. But they just fucking walk around like they're in a haze. Like they're just, they're not there. And how how about his uh, shot on goal as well? That was Max Gorn-esque. Definitely I said, uh, like, I'm, captain's I'm, point. I'm obviously very vocal and my anti-Scott things come out and my mum doesn't agree with me. I was sitting in front and I turn around and I go, when he misses this, you will tell me I'm right. He's like, he won't miss this. And I was like, I looked her in the eye, like stared at her. I go, yes, he will. And when he missed, I turn around and she's just like, no, no, mate. You will all see. One day you'll all wake up and you'll smell the shitty anti-Pendlebury roses and realise that Morgs was right. 
Yep. And um, like, I don't dislike him as a footballer. I really yes, don't. He just should be better than he is, and it's all efforts. It, that's all it is. Like, and I hate players that are overrated, and I hate it when people chug goo about players, and it shits me when they do it about mine. That's and so- the umpire bias, like, he'll get a free kick. What what that free kick was for when he had a shot on goal, I've got no idea. No idea. I think Isaac Smith abused the umpire. That's, uh, that's what I got watching the telecast. Was it his hair that was doing the abusing? No, no she smiled at him funny. Ben Stratton's hair was abusing all fucking laws of human decency. It was in another stratosphere. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, Morgs, I've heard a strong rumour and sort of facts would seem to back this up that although he may be uh, earning $1 million this year, he isn't doing a very good job of keeping his money, his handles. He's quite unaccountable when it comes to his finances as well as his on-field Oh, really? Gambler? No, not gambling. Just he's really shocking at uh, investing. And I heard well, from that... someone who knows him that uh, he lost a lot of money. He probably bought Bitcoin last night. Lose a lot of money in the gym? gym? No, like, not that's not a joke. Like, he invested in a gym. I think he bought, I, I don't know if he bought a gym, but he runs a gym at the glass house now. And initially it wasn't at the glass house. I don't know if something went wrong there, but it's moved to the glass house. And in the last few weeks they've been running these ridiculous specials. But the pricing of being a fucking member to this gym is absurd. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know the details of whether it was uh Bitcoin or stocks or small business or something. I just know he lost a lot of money and he has a very dodgy financial advisor who is probably responsible for this because that's how I heard about this. Because, yeah, his financial advisor ended up in jail for dealing coke. Wow. Well, they've been building their house for like five years now. It's literally the longest house build ever. So that probably makes sense. If he's lost a lot of money from somewhere else, maybe they haven't been able to pay for it. Keep having to chop wings off the plants. It'll be like that uh, Taj on Swan. And you guys probably haven't heard about that. No. Uh, no. Some Indian couple wanted to build a Taj Mahal replica in Perth, but it never got built because the uh, they ran out of money and the bank repoed it. Anything else on Collingwood Hawthorne? Obviously, we haven't really touched on Tom Mitchell's 54. It was a good 54. Like, yeah, it wasn't crabby at all. How you can ever allow somebody to get 54 fucking touches is just beyond me. It's beyond reason. Whether you think they're damaging or not, 54 fucking touches. And Tom Mitchell, with all due respect, is not a damaging footballer in general by foot. He's not going to slice you up. He's not going to sidestep you. He's not going to do all that sort of shit. So if you put some pressure on him, he might cough it up with that ball or he might not gain the 700-odd metres that he gains. But he had it easy. He found space. He did what he wanted every time he got the ball instead of was rushed every time he got the ball. He had 54 disposals at 70% for fuck's sake. It says a lot that I think four out of the top ten most disposals in the game have happened against Buckley's coaching. It says a shitload. Well, this says a bit about Collingwood's defensive mindset in the midfield too. Pendlebury. Inside bottom. 
would have been there for all of those. No. Pendlebury, no, Pendlebury's fault. Trelaw. Adams is a little more accountable, but Swan still. might have been there for the Gary Ablett one. Swan, Beans, as great as they have been, none of them have been very good defensively. And that's, and that's been the knock since even Mick was there. Yeah, that's not a Buckley thing. That's an always thing. That said, you've got to be able to lay the blame for Buckley for the Darcy Moore thing. The, the kids are forward. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I just don't know why you stymied the development the way it is. Like, he's had his rough year. Let him push through it and learn, I reckon. Like everybody else does. Cox dropped everything. Yeah, so serious question. Has a supporter group ever been as happy to see their own player suspended (laughs) as Collingwood are with Mason Cox this week? Oh, he couldn't have been that bad two weeks in a row. Like, like, there's not no statistical possibility you could ever be that bad. Just Shacky, the only way is up. (laughs) But he's obviously a confidence player. So when the first one doesn't clunk and the second one doesn't clunk and it gets worse and worse and worse, and then you, you know hope. Against the dogs, like, he worked into the game and got better as it went along. The confidence player. This doesn't come naturally to him. So when it doesn't click, it really fucking doesn't click. It was Tom Hickey-esque in the uh, big men stand out when they fuck up. It was, was reminiscent of that game where Tom Hickey could not do a thing right last year. Oh, that was but such it just a looks game. more obvious because he's 700 feet tall. Yes. And I guess when big men do it, they look more unco doing it too. There's just that unco to it. Like the ball hits a deck and they don't recover. Because he's obviously so tall and he's pretty skinny as well so he's sort of got that gangly long leg look yeah. and he just looks like a unco giraffe generally so um, i i haven't watched the replay because i'm not fucking putting myself put through that twice but a lot of the times i felt like he doesn't read the play well enough to get to space at the right time so when players look down the ground and they go to kick to space he doesn't realize it's for him until like a second later so he starts moving he only gets his fingers to the ball and then drops it. Like he's not, he doesn't set himself to mark it. He's just running too hard and just palms him every time. And I don't think you'll ever be able to teach him to read the play. Probably not at this stage. That's not something he's going to pick up. Let's move on. Secure carved out a good win, it turns out. Yeah, gooey. 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 Gooey win. Gooey. If I'm being honest about my side, Jack Steven is our only midfielder who's not fucking vanilla. He's the non-vanilla midget. He is chocolate in a sea of shit. Chocolate in a sea of shit. Well, you wouldn't say it. Exactly. How do you know the difference unless you taste it? And you realise it's a sealed herd. You get what I mean. The metaphor works. Just roll I, with it. I thought Seb Ross was the best thing since sliced bread last year, Cookie. He's old news. It's now the what? Stephen and Akers train. Where's Hugh Goddard, the guy in the leadership group? He's not in the leadership group. <laughs> Starburn said he was. And I, the secure supporter and member, am saying he's not. Who are you going to trust? Oh, maybe well, if he was in the leadership group, they wouldn't be so vanilla. Well, maybe. But we won. Yay. It was a good win. We wasted a draft pick on Paddy McCartan. We should have picked Peter Wright. Well, you should have picked fucking Petrarca. Then you'd have a midfielder who's not vanilla. Yeah, but when Josh Bruce goes into the rough, we become shit, so... I bet uh, Nathan Freeman isn't vanilla, but sadly we will never find out. (laughs) Get bit, Nathan Freeman. We need your energetic runs. He's not vanilla. He's ham-flavoured. He's still on for the Norm Smith, I believe. You're an idiot. I know. 
but Brisbane was surprisingly good. I mean, well, apart from Hipwood, who managed to look like an even bigger lesbian this year, somehow that's possible. I don't think it's that surprising that Brisbane should be better. Yeah, no, I couldn't do improve. They like, smashed us into clearances, if I'm being honest. For the youth that does come home, they have drafted a few local ones that can't, that look okay. So... You would think they would improve. They had Christensen's the Dirty Rooters fit again. Cameron's up there. Beams is no quad strikes for a while for Beams. And they've got Hodgy from all Yeah, the good group. bloke. Yeah, did good bloke do anything? Did he snipe anyone? No, but he did look quite fat and slow. So just like McCartan then, except 15 years older. Yeah. And successful. Yes. Hey, Paddy's still and got ears to go on. Nothing else on St Kilda's gooey bin? We had fireworks. No, I think- Oh, God. It was excellent. Fireworks at the game. It was just, you know, proper. How can, how can your club afford fireworks? You're like the most popular <laughs> club in the AFL never, right now. I never said there were good fireworks. I just said, and besides, we can just go to Chinatown and get some anyway for like 10 bucks. They have firecrackers or something. It's like those crackler things that go... The actual answer to your question, Dan, is because my club paid for them, and Norms's club paid for them, yeah. and Starbones' club paid for them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Real answer. Hey, your club paid for them via pokies, so don't... That's a good spending of money. Oh, holy pokies shit! Norms, Norms, did you see at the Hawthorne Collingwood game with the things that splashed up on the screen with the Hawthorne players with the celebratory um, poses, like the fist pumping and shit, and it said... Follow the game, not the odds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Uh, every, time I, every time I saw it, I couldn't help but laugh. I go from the family club with all their fucking pokies. <laughs> Follow the game, but not the odds. But, of course, play the pokies as much as you can, please. But on your way at home, hit up Zagamis and put fucking next week's rent in it. <laughs> Vegas at Waverly Gardens, whatever it's called. Caroline Springs. Yeah, that did make me lol. Anyway, nothing else on St Kilda Brisbane, so we'll move on to the... No, but you're welcome for your fucking shitty fireworks. Yeah. I thank you. Unless Excellent. you didn't shove them up a dwarf's ass or something. <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. Kilda near fucking fireworks. That's dangerous. Getting a women's team, getting fireworks. Someone's very irresponsible at AFL House. Yeah, when, when Eddie had burns down, it would be St Kilda's fault. If, yeah, but if, who's well, maybe that's what they want. That's what they want. Maybe it's Eddie's plan, because Eddie wants to get rid of Eddie had. <laughs> And he's gone, what we'll do is we'll give him money for fireworks and knowing then they'll burn the joint down. I think that if Hugh Goddard is not already in the leadership group, he will be by the end of the year because he's going to do a Tim Payne because there's, <laughs> we haven't had a St Kilda scandal for so long. There's oh, going to so- be a big one this year and it's going to take out the whole leadership group and Hugh Goddard's going to be the captain by the end of the and year. And you just know that the, and the Dave Warner of that story is Sam Gilbert, so you know he'll be involved. He's not in our leadership group. Doesn't matter. It probably won't even make the papers because no one would give a fuck, but if it does, they'd better use the, the fucking headline jack-off. <laughs> hey, we're the jack-offs and we're proud of it. Let's move on to, there was a cyclone in Cairns and it nearly caused North to forfeit. Can't take any reading from this game. I mean, it was a game. Why of... the fuck are we playing AFL football in Cairns at this time of year? Stupid fucking Commonwealth Games. Oh yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's a, it's a Still, fuck about that. I know. I know. Yeah, just play it at the fucking. There was Gabba. no game in Brisbane this week. Yes, play it at the Gabba. They played their first four home games were at the Gabba. It's just up the road instead of fucking Cairns. 
Oh, but they don't think it is just up the road because none of their supporters drive between the two places. No, they're just like Geelong supporters. Must Steve be playing out with junior thing. None of the players are at fault for the horrid, ugly game that was Gold Coast versus North Melbourne on Cairns. That game should have been called off. If Brent Harvey was still playing, he would have drowned. Yeah, I'm not even. I don't even give a shit that we lost. I'm I reckon gonna... if you if you walk away from that game without any injuries, you'd just be happy that it was over. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. That game. Probably should have been called off. It was just too weird. Yeah, just ha- just have the two captains have a, a paper rock for the four points and that, just leave it at that. No one gets injured. It's not like anyone would have missed out because no one turned up to watch it. Yeah, I mean, who, I mean, who would want to turn up to that anyway? Apparently only well, if, like 3,000 people. If it people. literally was cyclone conditions, what? No, I'm not fucking leaving my house in a cyclone to go and watch fucking Gold Coast North. Come away. We've said too much on this game. Is there any more you know, the games we missed? Oh, Port versus Freo. No, we don't need to talk about Port versus Freo, I don't think. Oh, Jack was yeah. kicked free. That's always exciting. He 20 and freed. Port smashed a bottom 10 team. Nothing to see here until we see anything different, I reckon. I watched the yeah, highlight videos of this game and Port looked good, but this one was so yeah. hard. <laughs> Port always looked good against crap opposition. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's go to the touring points. I don't actually have too many, but since we just talked about Port, we will segue to a Port talking point, which is Paddy Ryder's citizen arrest. Do we see this? No. Some guy stole his brother's car or his car or something, so he citizen arrested the guy, chased him down or whatever, or tried to break into his car, whatever it was, chased him down, actually grabbed him, stuffed him in the car, drove him back to his house and wait, waited till the cops arrived with the guy. Pretty impressive effort. Just shows you the difference between the two Adelaide clubs, really, that over at Port they citizen arrest people and the Crows, they get head-fucked by blindfolds and buses. But... The Crows players get citizen arrested <laughs> <laughs> and held captive, whereas Port are fucking Batman fighting crime. They're fucking pretty unlucky to have come up against him. Like, imagine yeah. if it had been Chad, he would have just looked at him real sad and walked off. <laughs> someone slow at Port, a fucking Motlop would have chased <laughs> Unless they broke into his fridge. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, this is I think Tom Point Cookie's fairly passionate about the AFL theme songs being re-recorded or remastered, or whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, I didn't notice it for my own club's theme song because you didn't use it. Which one were the only team who changed it? Oh, we were the only ones who went with a new one because it changed the lyrics of skin to shin uh, apparently everybody else actually had the song recorded for them were given the choice to use it by the afl and chose not to so it was a big fucking waste of time which if the afl had actually asked the clubs where they wanted it they probably would have got told no in advance anyway oh so the afl wasted even more money what a shock at least it wasn't on your club this time yeah hey hey those fireworks were better than the club songs i will stand by fireworks speaking of money and spending money did we see what the awful players got for winning the flag yeah the rings six thousand dollar rings each. That's 60% of a season salary for a low-end player on rings for the 22 that we... Kenny Brennan didn't get one, obviously, but that's an expensive fucking bling. It would have been cheaper and better to just give them medals. Or give them, like, you know, maybe some slightly cheaper rings and chip in $500 extra, because it's 100 and $32,000, you know, you could probably chip in an extra 500 bucks to the low-paid players for the season and still get some nice Let's ones. have a little bit of a reality check here. You haven't won the fucking World Series. No. You haven't won Game 7 in the NBA. You played an 
game season. You're not even being paid six thousand dollars. You're never going to wear that gaudy fucking ring. And all you no, want is a quality. Or something. All you want is a quality. Well, get a fucking medal and shut up, Mole. <laughs> How embarrassing. That's. Just another example of the AFL having far too much money to spend. They could have saved a whole lot of money and just and just gave them aprons or something. Dan, you can't make that joke. N word, Dan. Awesome. N word. M- maybe maybe some rolling pins or something. You know? Diamond encrusted. Like yeah. The- I don't know. A really nice butter knife so they could make good sandwiches. But I thought that was a really bizarre use of money in the awful to spend that much money, six thousand dollars per ring on the twenty-two players that we that just seemed really out of line with everything else that goes on in that competition. That's more yeah, than medals than the AFL would cost. Easy. I don't really care what it costs. I just I think it's a waste, whatever. But who's paying for it? And you're playing a game that's not generating any profit and that just seems like another expense on top of an outlay that I'm happy for them to make. But I don't get that one. Like, I just think that's a stupid decision. Why don't you put that $130,000 into employing full-time umpires? Or just even just kick some of it back to those players who don't earn a great deal as it is. And why, why would you want a $6,000 ring? Why wouldn't yeah. you give them a give them a bonus for winning a premiership? Yes. Give the players a bonus for yeah. winning a premiership. Give because them, that, would, that would matter more to these girls who are play, fucking having two jobs and trying to juggle work and this. What the fuck are they going to do with that ring? A Bunnings voucher. <laughs> a Bunnings voucher. Still more practical than a stupid ring. But, like, that's that's the thing. It's just when you're, when you're paying semi-professional athletes and then you give them a $6,000 trinket to 22 of them with, if you surveyed all those players before the season started, would you rather, if you won the flag, get a $6,000 ring or just a standard medal like the men, but that money comes back into the cap or whatever prize money, you know what they're going to pick. It's just another example, like you mentioned, the songs. The AFL is just so tone-deaf and just doesn't properly consult with the clubs or players on anything. It just seems like a sexist thing to do, too. Oh, they're women. They'd like a nice shiny ring. No, bitch. Help them pay their bills. If Simon Lethleen was still at AFL HQ, he probably would have got something, like, completely over-the-top retarded, like a voucher for a shoe (laughs) store or something just so incredibly off-colour. Well, I've never understood this. Why would you want a ring anyway when you want a sporting event? Like, medal, fuck yeah. Money, fuck yeah. A stupid ring. The American thing with the rings is that you can wear a ring. Like, you can wear a ring and show it off all the time. No one walks around with a medal. It's such a big jam to walk around with a medal. Give them, like, a year's voucher for petrol. That'd be better than a goddamn ring. They ring mark of the year. Oh, they used to get a car, now it's petrol, petrol. now it's like 500 yeah. bucks. AFL's gotten really cheap. I've got a talking point now that was going to be my tears right up until the Australian cricket team went ahead and did their thing. My talking point relates to the biggest beneficiary of nepotism since Hamish McLaughlin, Kate Sheehan, and her green card friend, Daria Gavrilova, and fucking Premiership Cup. We all know what I'm talking about here. Uh, no, yes, I'm not 100%. yes, yes. Okay, so the story goes, every single employee at Richmond, whether they were involved at the club the whole time or they're Johnny-come-lately like Kate Sheehan, who turned up right at the end, all got a little bit of time with the Premiership Cup, got to take it home, you know, photos with their family. Hey, Premiership Cup, you know, we've got a cup, may as well have a bit of fun with it. So Sheehan took it home. She lives with Gavrilova, the tennis player, and Gavrilova posted a handful of images to social media. You basically... 
I think the gist of it is she was using it as a bucket to like wash her car or some shit. Is that the story? I'm not seeing the pictures, but I didn't say the pictures, but I thought she was washing her clothes in it. Washing her clothes, yeah. She was using it to wash something. I think she put three items in it and was acting like she was washing them. I haven't seen it either, so that might be wrong. No, no, that sounds about right. I've heard she was washing something with it, like it was filled with suds and shit. And the playing group was obviously shitty with that. But, like, how fucking stupid do you have to be to let that happen? If that's the worst thing to spin in that Premiership Cup, then it's been pretty a solid summer. For but that doesn't matter. The Richmond players are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want with it. They want it. But it's theirs. It's theirs. They can do what, like, this, someone said that they're, apparently the Richmond players pissed in. Like, I don't give a fuck if the Richmond players pissed in. They can piss in that cup all, <laughs> all they want. Like, it's a fucking drug tester thing. They won the flag. Well, you, you, your club probably feels differently if they're allowing employees to share the cup during the off-season so they, they can take it home. That's for fun. You're not meant to disrespect it. It's not your cup to disrespect. Well, that's that's your interpretation. Oh, of- that was the playing group's interpretation too, and apparently a couple of them tore shreds off her over it because these pictures found their way to social media. That's how everyone found out. So do the employees have to uh, take home the premiership cup after all the players have pissed in it? Or <laughs> it, prob- is, it probably needed is, a wash. This is starting to sound like a different kind of uh, pre-season cult ritual. Hey, don't don't you start because I hear the tradition of pissing in the Premiership Cup was started by Hawthorne. Uh, <laughs> it's a new it's a new video. It's called Twenty Two Guys One Cup. You know what? If you win the cup, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But if you're at a football club and the only reason you got a job there is because your dad's a fucking very, very well-known journalist and your job is entirely ceremonial and you let your housemate, who really, she should know the value of silverware because she doesn't fucking have any. All along that line, you should know better not to fucking disrespect a piece of, yeah. Has George Powell had some time with, with the cup at his point? <laughs> no, he doesn't, he doesn't like... 37-year-old couple. Wait, isn't isn't he technically still, like, an employee of the club? He's not an employee. It's a ceremonial position, but yes, I believe he is. They never sacked him, so he should have time with the cup. Absolutely. probably drink the pissy holy water because it was from a bunch of young boys. He'll touch that cup like it's never been touched. (laughs) Honestly, I hope we've got rid of him, but I imagine if we got rid of him, they would have announced that because they'd be glad to be rid of that particular stain. But yeah, I just think it. I think it's poor when you're yeah when you win the cup, you've got the right to do whatever you want with it. That's what it is. But when you're an employee like that, and you're someone who's actually in the sporting industry, you don't treat something with that disrespect. So how can the players be allowed to disrespect it? But other oh employees God. who played a little role in achieving your club's ultimate success. Kate Sheen played no role in achieving the success, and Gavrilo played less. Club feels differently if they're going to allow her no, to have no because the club card the club cards say you take it home and you take it home and you take it home. no you no you you don't get to so yeah they can sure what what would, what would happen if St Kilda won a flag or a premiership <laughs> and we let Morty take it <laughs> what would happen then. <laughs> It would be you, it would, if security yeah. on a flag, it would be used as a sex prop, sex toy, whatever. They'd probably insert it up a dwarf's ass and make him shit on it. <laughs> Jennifer Cardstar. <laughs> 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 Isn't Jane Bunner security? 
<laughs> you want to see a good Saints scandal, you're going to have to go to Whole Hog for it. You're going to have to give us a premiership. You want a good scandal, got to have a good opera. See, listen to you. You're going to have to give us a premiership. Fucking earn it. Eh, yeah. Give, earn, same shit, really. Here, here he is with the uh, hands outstretched again. Just like his fucking tin pot clubbies. If we're finished on that, can we move on to this week on the bay? Because I actually segue, I've got a segue here. No, I've got one thing. According to Alistair Clarkson on Talking Hoodie, there's been an overreaction to Cricket's ball tampering scandal. And it's perhaps not as serious as we're making it out to be. Peter, please explain. So Luke Hodge did ball tampering. That explains why Hawthorne won. Hand him back, Penal. You've got to hand him back. How could a coach actually think that? I think this is cause for investigation to all of Hawthorne's premierships in the last 10 years. You know, they, their entire history, their entire history, that club is tainted. Uh, this is a good time to say that I just went to get a drink, so what did I miss? Clarko thinks the Aussies did nothing wrong. Oh, dear. Clarko, I'm afraid he's become like one of those fucking... Right-wing politicians. He's been listening to Jeff too much, just going into bat for his own team, not standing up for what's right and wrong. But the Australian cricket team's not even his team. Yeah, but it's his country, obviously, unless he's defected to fucking Ireland, like all of yous. Barco's been spending too much time with Jeff, obviously, and it's fucked his brain. I reckon we should uh, give Clarko some of that Adelaide pre-season camp. That's what we should do the Australian cricketers. What sort their fucking heads out? Blindfold him, but instead of driving him off into the Australian outback, drive him off into the South African wilderness. That'll teach him. So put him on, uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. So this week on the Bay, Thread of the Week, I would like to nominate the thread. It's called um, Bob Murphy Complete Twat. Not so much for the content that was mocking Bob getting a show, but for the appearance of the image of Sakina's trophy roof <laughs> and, the, and the jokes that followed that. What is up with your what is up with your dark trophy room? <laughs> still holding up your solitary cup. We can see where the budget for uh, fireworks definitely was skimmed from. It's a bit sad and tragic, I'll admit to that. Need some neon, some carpet, a fucking light. It's like a rape dungeon with a window. It's so sad. It's really, really sad. I want to know who decided, yes, this will be a phenomenal photo to take to post on social media. I mean, we're definitely not spending uh, Collingwood's money on interns, that's for sure. Like, you just have no awareness of what you're actually doing. Like, you post a picture of the only thing that you have <laughs> worth having in a fucking broom cupboard that looks out onto a wall and a shitty part of the ground. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, Carl, can donate a flag to a gangland funeral and not get it back for 20 years. They do have 16 of them. If one goes missing, it's okay. The rest are there. You have one cup. We are being ambitious, though. Instead of having a trophy, a cabinet, having a trophy room. In this case, literally a trophy room. We've only got one bar stool. We're going to put the next one on the floor. We'll just get some cinder blocks and some wooden planks. It'll be fine. Like... Even the Bulldogs had a better setup than that. I'll give them credit. At Witten Oval, they had like all fucking historical fucking things mixed in in these group of cabinets that kind of went through their history. And I don't know, some of Ted Witten's spoof or fucking, I don't know, all this other shit and old jumpers and because there's nothing more pathetic than having a cabinet with one cup in it. So they had like previous jumpers and fucking... 
I don't know, original records and other stuff and VFL, the VFL Cup was in there. It's a in there. We use them to eat. You could put, didn't you win the Wizard Cup? You could put that in there. Because the Bulldogs had their pre-season cup in theirs. Like, you've got to be a bit more creative when you've only got one. But putting it on a bar stool in an empty room doesn't <laughs> seem very entertaining. Fireworks aren't going to pay for themselves. If you were a St Kilda player and you walked past that every day, you wouldn't be inspired. (laughs) Would you walk past it every day? It looks like it's out of the way. It's like they're ashamed of it. Oh no, we won one. This goes completely against our culture of failure. Better not clear out there where it gets through. I blame David Schwartz for his lying campaign about the 66 grand final. So as a result, we've hit it in shame. It's his fault. But I've not been at the Moravan facility. Maybe they're building a trophy cabinet. Maybe not. I don't know. But come on, man. At least put some neon lighting or something. Or a fucking poster on the wall. Anyway, this is three of the week time. So what else have we got? Now we all know what it's like to support Essendon. The thread title itself is funny, and we, you just know instantly. The one that I liked is the Falling Star thread from Jazz, me, with Falling Star Award Round 1 Jake Lever. I, I like the potential in that thread to see a Falling Star each year, uh, each week of a player everyone thought would be good as a youngster who's turned out to be shit. So, yeah, that's what I got. Oh, and reading through the threads down, I forgot, we forgot to bring it up in the Adelaide Crows game. Uh, Tom, Tom Dude, as it's pronounced, played his first game. Do- isn't it, isn't it Dodie? It's Dude, Dude. I'm sticking with Dodie. I saw you made a thread in Tom Dodie. Yes, I thought the, the music added was, was warranted given the significance of the moment. The arrival of the greatest player that, have never, that hasn't played a game yet has finally debuted. I'll take the cricket, Fred. That was at least a decent read from all our melts and telling everyone to go and get stuffed. K4E's thread's not bad, actually. Um, Josh Jenkins' appreciation thread. That was pretty good. I've just come across that one. You know, the photoshops and the Crow's board quotes about uh, what a shit truck he is. Oh, the Bay 13 pledge, Fred. That was decent by Bosk. Oh, helps St Kilda by renovating their trophy room. <laughs> nice melt cheat grounders about the guy who assaulted someone. Some Jerome Luffy assaulted Trout, so... Is Trout like a real-life version of Mario from Doncaster? Trout, Trout always rings SEN, but he's a real Richard supporter. He's the one who wears the wig behind the goals, the yellow wig. He's in the KFC boy gifts. Oh, yeah, I think I think that rings a bell, yeah. yeah you'll find him on some of the earlier pages in the photoshops. Which one do we want to give it to? The best one. Yeah, well, which one's the, which one's the best one? Give it to was it was it Vesti that made the the one about the young player who we all think is going to be great. It was Jasny, but we can give it to that thread. Yeah. Okay, the falling star thread. Flog of the week. Who we got? Whoever's decision it was to change the whole mechanics of the tipping competition. Oh, chief! Oh, chief! Chief! Yes, I'm, you can have this one. My God! This whole thing looks like it's. It, the website looks like the Subaru website. It's, it's not how it's pronounced. Yeah, someone said it sounds like something Plugger would say when he's happy. Super Brew. Super Brew. Yeah. It sounds like Super. I thought it was Subaru because it looks similar. But anyway, why did we have to join this fucking website, this tipping website, to do our tips? I don't even mind that. The worst part is that it, it's not even counting the tips properly. It's you. you yeah, the, the margins are putting it. people yeah. getting closer margins are putting them above fucking getting the tip right, which is the entire like, point. The number that one rule bad. has to be you get it right. Not I tipped Collingwood, but I tipped the right margin. So. <laughs> 
It's just so fucked up. As the person who created the bay tipping thread to have that taken from me and put onto this shitful website with its shitful formula, I am furious. Yeah, like if we knew this is what it was going to be like, we could have easily done it the way we used to with Bender when it was on freetips.com when Bender ran it like years and years and years ago. That was so so much easier too. Yeah, that was when we had Tom Waterhouse. But yeah, like that was better than fuck. Because most people use footytips.com anyway for some other competition. Yeah, what's wrong with the with the mechanics of having the, the tipping on the forum like we've always had? Yeah, I have not asked. It's not a question that I really gave a shit about until I saw the ladder. And then I went, that doesn't make sense. And then, of course, all people had to be plugged up. Who was going to be the person who got screwed over with more tips that was lower down the ladder out of everyone and had to be plugger? That's so backwards. God. <laughs> it's like, I've got six tips, but I'm below someone with five. <laughs> it's it's oh, a no, conspiracy. Was he the first person to notice? Or? I think he was, yes. And then Alter Rob started. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Then I, no, I remember the, the STP. I was like, yeah, of course you'd fucking know. <laughs> but, yeah, Plugger was the first that I saw notice. And I went, of course it's Plugger who's getting screwed. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's shit. And I think I think Chief deservedly can have it for that. Normally I'd say, no, 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 leave Chief alone. But this time, no, no, bad move, man. Bring back the old tipping. The old tipping, Is he- you could change your tip during the game because the, the, the website hadn't updated it yet. Worst of all, everyone had to use a, use a new username. So whoever the fuck it is who got the least tips this round, I don't even know who it is to enforce it. Because I can change avatars now, so I can fucking enforce a Basil avatar on someone. But I don't even know who ADC is. It says they're from Zimbabwe. And he's in 124 competitions or something. Dishonorables. What have we got? I've hardly been around to see anything, so... Can we just yeah. say Bosk? He was quite shit-fighty this week. You can I'm give just... Chappie UK a mention, because he's just lazy. What did he do? I'm willing to nominate Makaya by default. Well, he's 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 the one of 18 that are in the Supercoach Premier League, and he's asked for Kidinia Park to do his team... Oh, that's not cool. Yeah, you got to do your own team, even if it's shit. That's just lazy, so you can get stuff. Makaya, yeah. He's the front runner to be the Geelong supporter who sold a trout as well. Judging by that thread, <laughs> it didn't take long till everyone started tagging him. Makaya, why'd you do it? Yeah, that'll do. We'll go to the previews. This week, the tips. Dan got to do them last week. This week, we will have... Does anyone want to put their hand up? What you're saying, the coin has been uh, given the red vest this year. We can bring the coin back from time to time. I have a New Zealand coin, if you would like to use that. Okay, well... They all look like the Australian coins anyways. Yeah, but they're not worth the same. No, they're not. They're like diet Australian dollars. Diet coins. We should start our own cryptocurrency. We can call it that. And we'll get Scott Pendleby to invest in it. <laughs> anyway, Peter's got a coin. It's a New Zealand coin. It is. It is the uh, beautiful 50 cent New Zealand coin. And it... Oh, it's, is, that, is that the... Is that Eddie the big circus, circular... Coin? Yes, it is circular. It's got. Oh, uh, obviously I had one the, of those uh, in my wallet once. It was so weird. The Queen's head is obviously on the back, as with the Australian coins, and the H Captain Cook's HMS Endeavour is uh, on the front. So it's a boat or a queen. So we'll go boat for the home team and queen for the away team. All right. So Crows Richmond Grand Final rematch. All right, and the coin has given us a boat. So Adelaide. 
Hang on. When Cookson did it, he flipped it and we could hear it hit the table on the floor. <laughs> I'm flipping it into my own hand and then turning it over. No, so we, no, that, no that, doesn't, that doesn't work, Pino. We've do, got to hear the coin. Do you need to hear it clank on a yes. table? Okay, let me fucking unplug my laptop, move over to where a table is so you can Thank hear you. this fucking coin yes. clanking, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. You don't have any autism charges, Dan. <laughs> if somebody tosses a coin and you didn't hear it, did they really toss a coin? It's like one hand clapping with no arms, signaling a goal. Listen, we, were, we didn't hear anything. He could just be just not... There could be no coin there at all. He could just be taking us for a ride. If you want to do this coin thing seriously, we, we got to take us for a ride, even if he throws the coin. Yeah, if you ever thought of that, he could just be shaking it up and down. All right, so Dan, do you want me to do the Adelaide Richmond game again? No, really no, no, no. <laughs> North versus St Kilda. All right, here we go. Ah, oh, fuck! I missed the table. <laughs> <laughs> Draw. He sounded like you flipped it into a bowl or something. Oh, fuck. oh Jesus Christ! I don't think, I don't, did you hear the noise or did you not? Oh, you might have to do it again. <laughs> north. It was a boat, so north. Carlton versus Suns. The Queen Suns. Sounds like one of them like uh, <laughs> toilet things that you sit. Those metal toilet things that you sit on if you're in a, a wheelchair. Pan. Yeah. Why would you have one of those? Pan? <laughs> <laughs> it's his egg in it. Able. Collingwood GWS. It likes Collingwood. Bryan's versus Melbourne. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the coin did a bunny hop or something. That one fell out of the bedpan. It fell, it fell off the table. It's a it's a small circular coffee table. It's all I've got. So is that Brian's? It was Brian's, yeah. What's the next game? Uh, Freo, Essendon. Freo. Dogs, Eagles. Eagles. Coles, Puffers. <laughs> there was the floor. We got the floor. <laughs> oh, shit. This is, this is more funny than I thought it would be. Uh, port. And finally, Geelong Hawthorne, I think it is. Yeah. Hawthorne. Why? Ah, didn't like the Hawthorne. first one. <laughs> <laughs> the coin has spoken, Dan. Well, are you happy now? We wouldn't have gotten all this if he just let it land in his hand and we got motionless, no sound coin flipping. Yes, I hope that satisfied your autism, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this was the podcast for round two, Starbird, joined by Dan. <laughs> This, all, this autistic shit stops now. We're not doing another week. <laughs> Cookson. Goodbye, all. Who would have thought that Cookson would be the bully of Dan? <laughs> yeah, isn't that ironic, eh? It's like a Cookson can role reversal. Cookson can have... Yeah, you're right. We would have thought Andrew Mackey would become the tough guy. If we'll make you feel any better, Dan, I'll find you at Etihad Stadium this Friday and give you a big old hug. How about that? Autistic people don't like being touched. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
I might bash you over the head with a briefcase. <laughs> why? Why are you carrying a briefcase? Or or a la- or a ladder? Oh, that's a, that's a fuel joke. Anyway, Morgs. Farewell. Happy Easter. Yeah, what's so happy about it? There's footy. Yeah, there's footy on Friday. Be happy. Yeah, yeah that won't break your routine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it will because North are playing on a Friday <laughs> and Peter <laughs> see you Bruce thanks for coming eh sure. oh bro this has been a choice podcast hope you're back next week bro it's been fully sick haven't you eh been a Bring oh, power. We'll, we'll get the chili buttons and we've got some mountain too, bro. Mm, we can have a real cook up, eh? Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. <laughs>